Welcome to the Bethesda Church Podcast. We're so glad you've joined us today. If you'd like to contribute financially to this ministry, you can do so at BethesdaChurch.tv slash give and simply select the giving option that works best for you. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Welcome to week three of At The Movies. Anybody excited about today's message? Man, I'm excited. Super, super glad you are here today. Um, If you're new to Bethesda Church, you may be asking, what is At The Movies? Well, At The Movies is where we take movies and pull out spiritual truths that can impact the human heart, much like what Jesus did when he taught with parables. He would connect those parables to spiritual truths. We're doing the same thing with movies, and uh, it's something God has graced us to do over the last 12 years. Um, we have seen already in this, this year's series, 42 people have given their life to Jesus. Can Come on, you can do better than that. 42 people making a decision to follow Jesus. So uh, week one, we looked at Jurassic Park, and we talked about just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should. And then last week, we looked at the, the Pixar movie Up, where we talked about the healing process. And today, we are looking at one of, and I say one of, the Spider-Man movies, because I don't know how many there are, um, but I know there's a lot of them. But we're looking at the one that came out in 2019 called Far From Home, and I just need to ask, 9 a.m., I'm just going to be real honest, 9 a.m., I asked how many Spider-Man fans are in the room, three hands. (laughs) You all didn't hear me. I said three people, and then I thought, what, why are we doing this movie? Nobody likes it. Nobody likes Spider-Man. Uh, but let me ask this group. This is the people that slept in a little later. You probably stay up a little later. So um, how many Spider-Man fans do we have in the house? Look here. Look, everybody look around. Lots of hand. This was the crowd I should have been preaching to. I'm going to tell 9 a.m. next week, I'm going to let somebody else preach. I'm going to save all the good stuff for 11 o'clock. Um, Let me just say, I am the minority when it comes to these kind of movies. Um, Spider-Man, Superman, Batman, all kinds of mans, you know. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan, but I do recognize that many of those movies have uh, a spiritual truth. And when it comes to Spider-Man, one of the things that I like about him is that he is relatable because he's skinny, he's um, young, and he's, let me just throw it out, he, he's awkward. Peter Parker's a little bit awkward. How many would agree Peter Parker's a little bit awkward, right? He's, he's a little bit awkward. And so I think he's relatable uh, in the realm of superheroes because you look at him and like, I mean, if he's a superhero, I, what am I, you know, right? Like I could be a superhero as well. And so in this specific movie, Far From Home, we catch up with Peter Parker, a.k.a. Spider-Man, And it's the last day of school, and it's right before summer vacation. And he's with one of his friends who's also a student in the high school, and they're getting ready for this class trip. I missed the memo on this. Class trip to Europe. I don't know about you, but I want to go to school with Peter Parker because Europe was not on the table in Chapmanville, West Virginia. It was like, we going to the river, right? We're going to the Guy and Dot. Some of y'all are like, what's the Guy and Dot? It's a river. 
And that, that, you know, maybe if you're real lucky, you made it to Myrtle Beach. But definitely, you know, Europe was not on the table. And Peter Parker, he's excited about going to Europe. He needs a break from this whole saving the world stuff that he's been doing as Spider-Man. But he's also missing his mentor, which was Tony Stark, Iron Man. How many Iron Man fans do I have? Okay, this is definitely the right crowd to preach to. Spider-Man, yes. Iron Man, yeah. Y'all just into all of them, right? Um, But he's missing him, and I hate to ruin it for all the the newbies to the Avengers, but Iron Man, when this movie was made in 2019, he is dead. And so Spider-Man is missing his mentor, Iron Man. And he's excited about this trip because it's not only a break from saving the world, but it's going to be an opportunity for him to reveal his love for the girl of his dreams whose name is MJ. Everybody say, ah. All right. You, you got to have, you know, the girl in the movie as well. And so he's excited about this break and sharing his love with MJ. And this is where Peter runs into the tension that we all run into at some point in our lives. For some of you, this has already happened. For some, it has not, but if not, it will. And the tension is between what we plan to do with our lives versus what the people around us need for us to do with our lives. And so what I want you to do this morning is I want you to open up uh, your eyes to the possibility that just maybe God has bigger plans for your life than you realize. If there's one thing I know, Europeans love Americans. <laughs> You're going to get to see Spider-Man in action in a little while. But first, we got to take a, a deep look into Peter Parker, who is Spider-Man without the costume. And we know that he has a plan. I want to go on this trip. I want to be on vacation. I want to stop saving the world. I want to share my love with MJ. That's the plan. And all of us, like Peter Parker, we have a plan for our lives. We have things we want to do, things we want to accomplish, maybe places we want to visit. You may be in this room as a student today, and you're trying to figure out what you're going to do with your life. Maybe you're a little bit further along, and you're just trying to figure out what job to take or not take. It could be a relationship that you are trying to decide, should I pursue this relationship or not? And that's what we do as humans. We make plans. Um, we, we not only think about uh, what's going on now, but most of us are thinking about what's next. So much so that I'm already thinking about what I'm going to eat when this message is over. Like we, we think as humans, we are making plans. Some of us, we're, we're right now, we're making big plans for our life. Um, we're all making small plans. Every single day we are making plans. And when we make plans, we want those plans to work out just like we draw it up. We want everything to go according to our plan. And I've learned over 45 years of being on earth that some of my plans work out great. I mean, they're amazing. They go exactly the way I want them to go. It's awesome. I celebrate that the plan happened, mission accomplished. But there are other times when I make plans that they fall apart quickly. But I want to show you this verse in Proverbs chapter 19, verse number 21. It says, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. So with this scripture, we have this powerful ability to choose 
what we want to do with our lives, but it's important to remember that we are not ultimately in control. This is for all those control freaks or maybe recovering control freaks out there that we have a plan, we want to execute the plan, but at the end of the day, we make plans, but it's God's purpose that prevails. Anybody thankful that it's God's purpose that prevails in our lives? It's his purpose that prevails. And, and so sometimes we have plans, and here's what I've learned. We've got plans, and we've got a way of doing things but sometimes God has a plan for our life that isn't the same as our plan, and sometimes God's plan catches up to where we are, and sometimes that happens when we're not ready. Now, if you're a Spider-Man fan or an Avenger fan, then when I say Nick Fury, you know who I'm talking about. But Nick Fury, in these movies, he, he is the leader of the Avengers, this superhero team that involves not only Spider-Man, but the Incredible Hulk, Black Widow, and several others. And Nick Fury is the boss, and he has big plans for Peter Parker, big plans for Spider-Man, but so does the rest of the world. The problem is that Spider-Man, Peter Parker... He doesn't want to save the world. That's not what he wants to do. He simply wants to go on summer vacation, and the reporter's asking him, how do you feel about replacing Tony Stark? How do you feel about, you know, taking over for Iron Man? And Peter, with the question, he is extremely uncomfortable because he recognizes these are big shoes for him to fill. And I don't know where you are today or where you might land spiritually, but maybe you don't feel ready for what life is asking of you right now. Maybe you're not ready for what you know God is calling you to do. I've been there before. When God prompts us to take a new step spiritually, to do something that matters, to lead, to give, or to forgive, Maybe you don't feel ready for the job opportunity that comes your way. Maybe you don't feel ready for that relationship, that responsibility. It could be the, the simple demands and, and, and pressures that come along with your assignment in life. Maybe you don't feel ready in the moment to step into everything God has for you. You don't feel prepared. And here's the thing about that. When we don't feel ready... We don't feel prepared for what we feel God is calling us to do or what we should be stepping into. A lot of times the reason we don't feel prepared is because God has a plan and we have a plan. And in order to step into what God has for us, we've got to let go of our own agenda. And sometimes because we're not ready to let go of our agenda, we are not prepared. We are not ready for what God has for us. So what do we do when God is trying to get our attention. When God is sending uh, people in our direction that speak to the purpose in us, or we open up the Bible and read a verse and the and purpose jumps off the page, and we know that God is trying to get our attention. And so often, we, just like Peter Parker, we are sending God to voicemail. We are ghosting God. 
We, we don't want to acknowledge the calling. We don't want to acknowledge the purpose that God is calling us to. We know he's leading us. We know he's calling us. We know he wants to do more in our lives. But we, we want to finish what we're doing. We, wanna, we say things like, if I can just get through this semester, or if I could just get through this season, or if I can just get past this struggle, then I'll do what God wants me to do. But we're really just sending God to voicemail. We're ghosting God. And I just want to go ahead and let the cat out of the bag this morning and say, it's time to stop ghosting God and ignoring the promptings of the Holy Spirit. If he's telling you to let go of your plan so that you can do his plan, I promise you in the end, his plan will be awesome. And it, it's so much superior than any plan you can come up with on your own. But you got to be willing to let go of your agenda to embrace God's agenda. Many of us, we don't feel ready. We're not confident that we can trust God. For some of us, it is a difficult thing to put our trust in God and to believe that his plans will actually be good for us. We question how good our, our Heavenly Father is, and we, do, we wonder, we think our plan is just so much better than God's plan. And it's because we're so short-sighted that we can't see the full picture that God has plans, and you need to know they're better plans. They're bigger plans. They're more significant plans. And this is a question people have been asking for centuries. Can I do what God tells me to do? Is it a better plan? Even in the Old Testament, they were asking, can we trust God? Can we go with what he wants us to do? And in response to that, God says in Jeremiah 29 and 11, he says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And I think God wants to reassure us of the very same thing, that his plans for us are plans for good. And here's the thing. To experience God's plan, I got to be willing to let go of my plans. And this requires faith. It requires faith for you to let go of your agenda to embrace God's agenda. And I want you to understand this truth today. This is, this is going to be weaved throughout the rest of the message. My plans usually mean doing what's easy now and harder later. God's plans usually mean doing what's hard now and easier later. With our plans, we want everything to go smooth right out of the gate. We want to make a decision, execute our plan, no delay, no setback, no delayed gratification. My vision is to do what I want to do and enjoy the, the benefits immediately. And we think if I just pursue my plans, I have this way of achieving everything I want but here's, what, here, here's the, the trade-off. When you do your plans and maybe you achieve what you want, at some point, you will have to face the regret, much bigger regret, of all that God had in mind to do in your life. Because God's plan is here and your plan is here. Am I making sense to anybody? His plans are greater when I pursue God's plan, even if it requires letting go of what I wanted, my life will get better over time. Peter Parker goes on the vacationist plan, and things are not go going uh, according to plan at all. 
Because while they're in Venice, and if you haven't seen the movie, I don't know how to just tell you this other than just to say, a water monster. Look at your neighbor and say, water monster. I want to see their reaction to that. Yeah, water monster. A water monster shows up, and he has to go into Spider-Man mode. And at the same time, another superhero we're introduced to by the name of Mysterio, he sweeps in and he saves the day. Now afterward, Nick Fury, the boss of the Avengers, the guy who calls the shots, he tries to call Spider-Man back on board to saving the day or saving the world. And Spider-Man begins to explain to Nick Fury, I can't do it, I just want to enjoy vacation. So Nick Fury reroutes Peter's entire class trip and another monster, all right, this one's not a water monster, but a fire monster is going to show up. Now, like it or not, Spider-Man will need to respond, but not even Nick Fury thinks he's ready. Spider-Man just wants to live a normal life. How many of you have ever said, I just wish my life was normal? Anybody ever made that comment? Just wish I could live a normal life. There have been numerous times that I said the same thing. I just want a normal life. That the pressures sometimes of leading a church was more than I wanted to sign up for. Times when maybe money was tight, days were long, conflict seemed constant, and God was asking me to do something difficult, maybe to have a hard conversation, or to even forgive someone that had wronged me. I just wanted a normal life. Life would be so much easier without all the responsibilities. And all of us know that feeling, at least at first. We have to remember my plans usually mean doing what's easy now and harder later. God's plan usually means doing what's hard now and easier later. Whose plan will you choose? Your plan or God's? When God asks us to live a life of serving others instead of serving ourselves, will you run away from that or will you step up? When God asks you to be generous with what he has blessed you with, Will you step up to the plate and be generous, or will you continue to live selfishly? When God asks you to deny yourself to follow Jesus more fully, will you step up and follow Jesus more fully, or will you continue to do your own thing? And that's the question we're presented with today. I want to remind some people in the room, though, that the people around you need you to step up and be who God has called you to be. Your kids need you, mom and dad, to step up and be who God has called you to be. Not run away from the responsibility, but to step in to the responsibility. If you're a business owner, your employees need you not to run away. They need you to step up and be the leader that they need. If you're a follower of Christ, the people that are connected to you, the people that are around you, they need you to embrace the assignment on your life and be and do what God God has called you to be and do and to present and to give to the world around you the best version of yourself. But that's the tension. We have a significant life and plan that God has, and then we have our own plans. The scripture is very clear, though, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, that in the kingdom we are to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness 
And all the things that we spend our energy going after, they will be given to us. So what will it be for you? Will it be easy now, hard later? Or will you choose to do the hard thing now so that it will be easier later? Here's one thing I've learned is that when I step up and do what God wants me to do and I embrace his plan, he always provides everything that I think I lack. Together, Mysterio and Spider-Man defeat Fire Monster, mission accomplished. But still, Peter is reluctant now that the world needs him the most. There's the plot twist right there. Tony Stark, Iron Man, left the glasses for Spider-Man because he fully believed that Spider-Man was ready to become the leader. We see in this clip that he turns the glasses over to Quentin Beck, Mysterio. And up until this point, everybody thinks that Mysterio is on their team. And it turns out that he's not who he appeared to be. Peter thinks that maybe someone else can do what he is not ready to do or willing to do so that he can get back to his plans. Maybe you thought that too. But I want to remind you today that God gave you the gifts that he gave you. He gave you the opportunities that you have. He gave you the people you have around you right now, and there's no one else that can be you. No one else can be the dad you're meant to be for those children. No one else can be the mom that, that's meant for those children. No one else has the same connections that you have and can show the goodness and the grace and the kindness of God like you can. No one else can give what you can give or do what you can do. And so often we're looking around wanting somebody else to step up and do what we know God is telling us to do. You have more power than you realize, but with great power, we know, comes great responsibility. All the monsters are in the movie are illusions. They are drones. The real enemy is not the water monster or the fire monster. The real enemy is Quentin Beck, Mysterio. He is the one that tried to convince Peter that he wasn't a jerk for wanting a normal life. And I want to ask you today, what if our real enemy is whatever voice is trying to convince us to pursue our plans and a normal life while ignoring or putting off God's plan for a significant life? How do I know the difference, Pastor? How, do, how, how can I detect the difference? Your plans usually mean doing what's easy now and harder later, while God's plan usually means doing what's hard now and easier later. MJ, the girl Peter likes, she figures out that he is Spider-Man. And they together figure out that Mysterio is a fraud, that he's behind all the disasters that keep happening. But now Mysterio is after all of them. Peter at first was doing the easy thing, his plan. But now he was going to have to do the hard thing and go up against Mysterio. We're going to get into some action. I'm going to warn you, a little intense, but just remember, it's all an illusion. Spider-Man finally steps up, saves the day, gets inside the illusion, defeats Mysterio, saves his friends. And I think in the process, Peter discovers what Mysterio says was a weakness, the weakness being that he was a good person. That because he was a good person, that was a weakness for Peter Parker. 
But I want to ask, what, what is it that makes him a good person in the movie? I think it's his willingness to lay aside his plan and pick up the plan that's going to benefit everyone else. It's exactly what Jesus did for us. He faced the same tension we all face. And in the midst of that tension, where he could choose his plan or the Father's plan, he chose the Father's plan. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 39, it says, Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Jesus said, your plan, not mine. And Jesus knew, as we've been talking about all morning, that our plans usually mean doing what's easy now and hard later, but God's plan usually means doing what is hard now and easy later. And here's the good news. It's not too late to make that decision. Stop doing your plan and start pursuing God's plan. Because if you will do God's plan and God's will, God will provide everything you need. I'm not suggesting that if you follow God's plan, you always get the girl or the guy or the promotion. I'm not saying that when you do God's plan, everything will go exactly the way you want it to go. But I am saying Proverbs 16 and 3 says, depend on the Lord in whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. Depend on the Lord in whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. Does that mean it will always be easy? Absolutely not. As the worship team joins me on the platform, if you'll make your plans God's plans, when you do that, God has a way of making your plans his plans later. Because when we do God's plan, it may be hard now, but it'll get easier later. Listen, there is no way you can sacrifice something in an attempt to honor God that he will not reward you in the end. Think about even serving Jesus in this life. To forsake ourselves and serve Jesus, we are promised what? Eternal life, right? That there is reward attached to our obedience. But I want you to know that when we give up anything in this life in an attempt to do God's plan, there is reward in the end. And I want to remind people today, God is faithful. He's faithful. What would your life look like right now for you to step up to God's plan for your life? What would it look like for you to really be and do what God has called you to be and do? Maybe for some people in this room today, it would mean to turn away from something that is keeping you from God's best. It could be a habit. It could be a relationship. Maybe for someone, it would be something in your life that God and his word would call sin. And it's time for you to confess that sin, turn from it, and leave it in your past so that you can follow Jesus more fully. Maybe he's telling you in this season that you need to step up and serve or step up and be generous. Step up and be faithful to God so that he can show you his faithfulness. I want you to stand all over the room this morning as you stand. I want to speak to two groups of people um, because I believe that there are people that need to step up and follow Jesus. That's going to be an important step today. But I also believe there are people in the room that are, that are serving God, but it's time for you to step into his plan for your life. 
so that he can be, as PK said in the first service, Jesus wants to be the boss of your life, the CEO, the one that makes the decisions. And so often we, we won't let go of what we want so we can never fully embrace what he wants. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes, no one looking around for the next couple of moments. But I wanna to speak to people in the room and, and for you, it's time for you to step up and say, you know what, I've lived the life of sin, I've lived the life without Christ, the life without God. I'm gonna to choose to follow Jesus. I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I'm gonna make him the boss of my life today. I'm gonna to surrender my life and I'm gonna invite him into my life. If that is you, and you say, Pastor, you're talking to me right now. I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I want to follow him. If that's you, would you just throw your hand up right there where you are while heads are bowed, eyes are closed, no one looking around. Thanks for this hand and this hand too here in the center. A third one back here on this side. Raise it up high enough for me to see it. High enough for me to see it. Anyone else? Come on, let me see those hands. Anyway, I see that hand back there. God bless you, sir. Anyone else? You say, that's me. Anyone else? I want to follow Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. Anyone else? It's a holy moment. This whole message was about decisions. The whole message was about choices. The greatest decision, the greatest choice that any of us have ever made was the decision to follow Jesus. There's nothing greater than that. It impacts every other part of your life, making him the Lord of your life. Anyone else before we pray? I'll give you just a moment. At least four hands went up. And so we're gonna pray with these four. But I want us, I want us to pray out loud. I want, I want you to be able to pray loud enough where you can hear it with your own ears. You say, why are we doing that? There's four people that should be doing it. I don't want them to pray alone. I want them to know there's a family, there's a community of people that are here with them and that we're gonna celebrate the decision that they're making today. Every voice lifted together say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I'm a sinner. I've committed sins. I need a savior. I can't save myself. So I ask you, Jesus, to save me, to forgive me. I choose to follow you. Thank you for saving me and changing me. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give them a big round of applause. Come on, they're making a decision for Jesus. Such good news. I'm thankful for all that God is doing. That is... 46 people have given their life to Christ in three weeks. I think we, we, we need to remember nothing's more important than lost people getting saved. I'm all for everything we do. I'm all for deliverance. I'm all for healing. I'm all for feeding the homeless. and Like, I'm for all of it. But none of that is as good as lost people coming into a relationship with Jesus Christ. There is nothing greater than that right there. Come on, let's give him one more praise this morning. Nothing greater.
Prayer team and staff, if you would come forward, I'm going to speak to a second group of people for this last worship song. As the worship team, y'all get up close to me. It'll help me quit. Come up real close. Don't be afraid. I don't bite. But I want to speak to the group that you're following Jesus, but you've been caught in the tension of your plan and God's plan. And it could be with jobs. It could be with relationships. It could be with so many things. Life has a lot of moments where we're caught in the middle. We, we, we see a plan A and we see a plan B. And we're trying to discern what, what one is God and what one is just me wanting to do what I want to do. And I want to encourage you in this moment. I don't think God would have me preach a message like this and then not help you discern what his plan is versus what your plan is. And so I want to open up these altars during this last worship song. If, you, if you're like, you know what, I just need someone to agree with me that I'll be in God's plan. I want, I want to honor God. I want him to be the boss. I don't have a clear direction, but I want clear direction. I want you to come and receive prayer, but I also want to encourage you, if you're in this room and you, you're sick in body, if there's anything going on in your life that you just need prayer with, our prayer team is here to pray with you and for you. I believe there is breakthrough in the house today. Anybody believe there's breakthrough in the house? Worship team's gonna sing. Give Jesus one more praise. These altars are open. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Bethesda Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our website, BethesdaChurch.tv. Thank you for joining us and have a great day.